it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines and Headliner Questions forthcoming. Great to be with you. Appreciate you joining us, me and the boys, back together again. We'll get to your questions momentarily. First up, our thanks to Birch Orthodontics. Let me ask you a question. Uh, about our friends at Birch Orthodontics, the best in the business. We, we brag on them every week for good reason. Uh, you had three daughters go through there, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Any of them ever break their retainer? Oh. We had a lost retainer. Oh, that's a toughie, buddy. Yeah, it's, a, it's costly. Actually. Well, yeah, I just yeah. learned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. Think, found that out. <laughs> just found that out. That uh, Yeah, the retainer is... It's uh, not Birch's fault. Yeah. I think, uh, in fact, I think our insurance might have covered part of it the first time. I, I'm not sure exactly, mm. but then, uh, yeah, yeah, when we had to replace one, I was just it, informed uh, of the well, replacement cost. W- what also happens with the retainer is if they don't wear it for a while, that's mm. what happened to ours. It wasn't lost. They stopped wearing it for a little while, and then their teeth shift a little bit because you're not the proof. You're not that's doing. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Exactly, your teeth will shift. But if you do uh, what you're supposed to do, they'll take care of you. Birchorthodontics.com is the website. Free consultations. Incredible service, incredible uh, orthodontic care. I'm actually going to meet Dr. Birch this week. Oh, you know, nice. this is uh, she. I think you know it's her 20th year in business. Okay, and, uh, nice. yeah. here leading the leading the free world in orthodontic care, and uh, I think they're going to be celebrating it. And a lot of activities coming up. So, hope I'm not spoiling the surprise, Dr. Birch. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk this week about some things that we can do to kind of help spread the word. Awesome, 20 years. Think about that, man. You you, you put out your own. You know, sign. You put out your sign and say, "Hey, I'm in business." And then you yeah. build a practice the way she has. We'll pass. It's incredible. People, yeah, you build and build and Chris build. Chris Ricks was the quarterback when she started. How about that? Tough times. Yeah. Tough times. Yeah. Well, not be- better than uh, you know the James Blackman years. Well, yeah. You know, low standards that don't, you're holding them uh, to. There. Don't know how good they had it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Here we go. We got questions. I want to get to them. Josh writes, "Fellas, first of all, first of all." Why are we going bespectacled in the uh, second hour, Corey? I'm just changing it up a little. I think I'm going to do this. This is going to be my look now. Your hour number two look? That I'm going to wear gla- I'm going to be a glasses wearer almost full time now. Okay. You just made that decision six minutes ago. I don't think it, you just made through. that decision. I think you made the decision because you couldn't see what the hell you were looking at just in the first hour and realized I really need to start wearing these. No, see, I, I just think Tom's right. I think it's a good look. I've been told by multiple people it's a good look. I looked at my dumb face for the last hour, and I was like, I'm tired of looking me looking at me without glasses. Right. Let's switch it up. No, it is a good look. I mean, I told you that when you got the glasses, buddy, but I just yeah. I, I, it's also because you're blind as a bat. It makes me look smart. <laughs> 
anything to help out in that realm, buddy. Here we go. (laughs) Fellas, if FSU can find a solution at safety in the portal, or if Travis J. summons his inner LaMarcus Brutus, that's a good point about LaMarcus Brutus. Remember that? Man, he's a, that's a good callback. Yeah. No expectation LaMarcus Brutus turned into a pivotal component of yeah, that defense. He's a nice player. He got everybody lined up. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. smart. And was, he was in place to make plays. Yeah. He did a good job. Could FSU field a playoff quality defense? It seems to me that between the latest portal hall and the talent developed by the staff, excluding Woodson, the Noles finally have mid to upper tier ACC caliber players in the three deep. Do you agree? This is clearly a Facebook question because you can't get all those yeah, it is characters Facebook. in Twitter. Yeah. Look at you well trying to out. decipher the first question and where it's from. My guy is yeah. that concerned about well where we started this week. You know it's Facebook. Well, I've got to tell you, I'm going to have to have Director Matthew here log in. The Twitter won't let me pull it up because it's questioning the credentials. We're using Tom Lang's computer and I don't know his password. Ooh. What's so, T Lane getting into where it questions yeah. his credentials? Get on your phone. Get it's on your tell- phone, I, Jeff. I could in just a second. I'm trying to All do right, both. We'll, we'll answer this one while uh, the director fixes your problem. He, this is what we're doing. See, he's got it's a security deal. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, I look. That, wouldn't I don't, it be better than TCU's defense? And TCU's defense was a playoff caliber defense. It got them. It, they were in the playoffs this past year. Yeah, but I think implied in this is. We're going to get this a lot. Ira and I have argued over this, I and I think we're not really arguing, which was your point last week, Corey. I think we're kind of on the same page. You can be average on defense and make the playoff. We just watched it happen. Ohio State wasn't great on defense this year either, no. by the way, and obviously it cost them dearly because they would have beaten Georgia. Their offense was championship-level offense. So is Florida State – in that realm, as a lot of other average ass to slightly above average defenses that could go and win 11 or 12 games this year? Yes, I, right. I think so. Are they championship level as in they can maul, dominate if given the opportunity, if motivated, if focused? I don't think so. Against bad offenses, they can. Well, we saw that. Right, for sure. Yeah, but against good teams who you're presumably going to be playing in the playoffs. And I think that most, most defenses can't. There are a few that can Right, but it's okay to want to be one of the few that can and to hold them to that standard. Is it it realistic, even with the personnel we've talked about, and we like the players that are coming back, everybody's happy that all of these guys are coming back on defense. They've got nine starters back on defense, a bunch of backups back on defense. You brought in some nice players from the portal, but I don't think any of us believe that that's going to be – I don't think any of us believe, Mm -hmm. I don't believe, that no matter who's coaching them, that's going to be a defense that's shutting down good offenses. I agree the with that. They have. I agree. They took a step in the right direction by telling Woodson he should indeed take the Arkansas gig. At a $200,000 raise. Yeah, go. Go do that and, and take it on down the run. Um, that's step number one. Increasing the quality of talented depth is a process. I get that. And it's not. they're not anywhere close to where they need to be for us to make that kind of an assertion, right, that they are going to be a dominant defense and have a chance to shut down good offenses. I, I think the better offenses are going to move the ball against Florida State just as they did this year. Because you're not going to have – Corey, you think this defense line is going to be very good, right? You think it's going to be the, the best part of this defense. It's going to be very good, but you also have to be – you have to be elite there and elite at corner, I think, to to handle a great – I mean, to really affect yeah. a, a – a good college quarterback, a very good college quarterback. Yeah, I, I think um, you're not going to be a lead at corner. I mean, Fentrell Cypress the, might be close. I think the question, though, is a little flawed in the sense that 
I think you almost have to look at it as point differential more than do you have a championship caliber defense. If you have a top 25 defense in the number three offense, right. that's plenty good to not only get in the playoff, but do damage in the playoff. It's the point differential. If you're scoring 40 points a game and giving up 23, okay, well, the 23 points per game isn't great, but you're outscoring teams 17 points a game. That's that's what you're trying to do. I, I think it, it, it when we talk about the complementary football, you're not going to have a dominant defense this year, even with those guys. You're just not. Um, I just don't think you're strong enough at linebacker or safety to be dominant. But you can be good enough if you stay healthy. I think the defensive well, line is a strength, and you can get to the playoff with a great offense and a good defense. That it, that recipe works. It just does. Can you win it? Who knows? Let's get there and find out. But the point differential, scoring 40, giving up 20, is the same to me as scoring 30 and giving up 10. And the offense like, has to show up in those big games. Exactly that, that right. Didn't and happen. the offense did not against Wake, and it did not against NC State, and that's why they lost those games. The, the defense was plenty good enough to win those games. It wasn't great, clearly, but it did its part if the offense could have done its part, and it didn't. Now, yeah, it, and also, the defense didn't do its part against Florida and Oklahoma, and the offense did, and they won that way. So it, it worked both ways. Yeah, I, I think I think they're going to be good enough to win a lot of games is the answer to the question. I, I, are they a championship-level team? Well, that wasn't the question. It was playoff. But I think instantly that's where we're going to take all of this because I agree, Corey, especially in this conference when you look at this. If you look at this schedule, they're going to win. I mean, that's what I was just pulling up the schedule. It's a it's an ass schedule, really, in a way. If you think about, especially if if you're good with what you've got. This is this is the schedule that Clemson would dominate. They'd have two games a year they had to worry about. Maybe one against FSU if we were any good, and then like maybe somebody in the coastal would rise up and be decent, right? But everybody else, they pretty much ran roughshod over. And if you're operating at peak efficiency and you're good again, you're beating people's ass on the regular in this conference. I mean, that you will. You're going to beat Virginia Tech when you play them. They're not any good. Look at the rest of the conference schedule. It's not – I mean, listen, if you if you can't get past Wake this year, then what the hell are we doing here? But just I, I just – Blow it up. Just blow it up. Yeah, I, mean, I but, mean, blow up Wake. But I'm saying – we're instantly going to say that they're good enough to do that next year, and I'm I'm in agreement with that. But I think the next logical step is to say, okay, well, how much closer are we to not only doing that, but then to making a difference and an impact in a college football playoff? If we have to play great teams from other conferences, how close are we to them? Clemson ended up having to prove that against Alabama, and they did, right? They had to prove that against other elite Ohio State, and they did, right? You saw that. How close are we to being that kind of good is the question that I think fans will be asking. Like, I know that we can point differential, look good. On paper, the defense is going to have good stats because they're going to play a bunch of sorry-ass offenses like Syracuse and others. I don't know if we play Syracuse next year. But anyhow, the point would be I I, I don't know that those numbers are going to be reflective of a dominant defense. The numbers might say they are, but I don't don't think we think they will be that. Well, and – the first game of the season, you're going to be playing an LSU team that's got a whole lot of weapons and a quarterback that really came onto his own late in the year mm-hmm. and a really good coaching staff. Yeah. So and you can lose gonna- that game and still be – I'm not saying you will, but you could lose that game, as proven just a moment ago by LSU. You can lose that game and go on to have an awesome season and position yourself to be a playoff team. That's why I think it's smart to lean into the expectations because – you want to be as high as possible to start the season so in case you lose, you don't fall far. You know, if you come into the season at 12 and you lose that game, 
then you fall to 18 or 19. There's a possibility. We don't know for sure, but you, there's a good chance you fall out of the top 15. If you start the season at five, they're probably not dropping you to 15 Well, and it, yeah, it depends on how it looks. Obviously, if the final score is 28-27 or something right. like that, as opposed to 35-10, to 10, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that Florida State should embrace high expectations across the board. Uh, there's, there's a nuanced thing about you know whether or not you should have a Heisman website or whatever else. But as far as embracing expectations, yeah. Embracing expectations of being great, well, that's what the hell you work for. I mean, what, what, what else are you doing? I mean, you embrace mediocrity? Uh, back to questions. We have figured out the Twitter thing. Here you go, Ira. Thanks. So I really want to go to the Clemson game this year, writes Gil. Never been to a game there, and I figure this could be the year we beat that ass. Hmm. One of the years. All right. However, never been to Pitt, and if there's an MLB or NHL game the same time, it'd be hard to pass up. What say you all? I know where JC stands. So are we going to Pitt this year? Yeah, we were yeah. on the road at Pitt, yeah. Hell but yeah. And let's hope it's go early to, in the season so we go to a Pirates game, buddy. Go, yeah. go to Pitt, man. Well, we'll see what the schedule is. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know the we'll date. We'll see what the date yeah, is. Go to but Boston, too. So you could go to a, you could go to Red, a Sox. Red Sox game. You're damn right. Yeah. You got to. Uh, yeah, the, the Pitt's a good trip. It's definitely a good trip, but... Yeah, winning at Clemson would be pretty cool. I mean, that, that game's going to go a long way to determining your season. I'll be at yeah, that game. Gonna, I'll be there. It'll be a uh, it'll be a big game. Could be two top ten teams, two Heisman front runners. I'm going to try to finagle know. my way back on the field like we did in 13 again for the whole game. Just stand <laughs> yeah. there for the whole that game. Was bad. You haven't done it since, and they haven't won up there since. Yeah, I don't it's, know my, it's, my it's my fault. It's my fault. Nate writes, do we need the battles in to get Corey a new laptop microphone? <laughs> That was last week. Come on now. People have some resentment about that effort a week ago, Corey. I got a, I wasn't, uh, I got a wasn't text. fired up about it. I got a text from a friend of ours who I won't name, but he texted me about he goes, he goes, Yeah, I'm five minutes into headlines and I don't know if I can do it this week. I can't do it this week. I, I need to hear Corey's dulcet tones loud and clear. Look, I tried he I sounded tried like to he was take most of last week off. I didn't even talk that much because I was like, this isn't fun for anyone. I'm just gonna interject a witticism here or two, but let you two guys carry the show, and clearly you couldn't. People are complaining. <laughs> All right. Well, we kept getting interrupted by the echoes of the silo you were in doing the show, so it was it was difficult. I know that was bad. That was bad. If we turn out like Cincinnati or TCU when it comes to the playoffs next season, will you still call the season a success? regardless if we win or not. This is from Timmy. Yeah, if they yeah. go to the college football playoff, the season is a success. Buddy, three years ago, you had like one of the worst programs in America you were cheering for, and now they'd be in the playoff. Yeah, you'd be all fired up for that. TCU just had a successful season, and they didn't even win the Big 12 championship. Yeah. But that is a successful – they just played for the national title. Yeah, I I'll guess, grant again, you. I think – a close, a narrow close loss to Michigan. <laughs> Maybe they get screwed on some call. No, by the man. Ref. Any kid goes, that played in that game today. would rather have beaten Michigan than lose know. to them to avoid this ass shellacking. If you'd have told those kids no, walking off the field, no, you're no, going to lose no, 65 yeah. to 7 next week. When you're 50 years old and you're able to say to your grandkids that you played in the national championship and then your game, your grandkid's going to be like, well, what was We the got score? killed. We got killed. <laughs> we got run off the field but the build up to that game and the experiences i had in knocking off michigan in the semifinals yeah, to play for a, a national win. title how many people do you know that that played high school football and will tell you oh yeah i got run over by emmett smith or i got what, right. like, just being right. in that arena is, I is lit up is by really. stetson bennett seriously <laughs> they're gonna be sharing that at the alumni stories forever drew Dude, uh, writes what transfer makes the biggest impact next year oh that's a good question i'm gonna say fentrell cypress 
I think that's uh, where if I was he's, going. If he's, yeah. if he's as good as he looks, according to PFF, and the coaches and the media picked him second team All ACC. PFF had him first team All ACC. Um, I think they were they were solid at corner this year, but that would be a difference maker to me if you had a legit big time corner. You agree, Corey? The beauty is there's good answers across the board. Yeah, Jahiel's going to be a, a game changer. Uh, Fisk, if he's as good as advertised, what he does for the whole defense, being stout up front with Baby and Lovett. And now uh, Daryl Jackson gets to be a backup. Malcolm Ray gets to be a backup. Josh Farmer gets to be a backup. What he just does for your entire depth. And then uh, Jeremiah Byers. Bi- Jeremiah Byers yeah. is a big deal too because he's not – a lot of these transfers, transfers they brought on the offensive line, the Dylan Gibbons and Justin Turnantine and Demetri Manuel, those guys have been very good for what they needed. They were an upgrade. Yeah. But they weren't stars where they were before. Jeremiah Byers was a star where he was before. And I wanted to br- – this is what the – I took a shot at Fitzy, Fitzmagic, the last hour. I wasn't doing that just to take a shot at him. I did want to transition into – they did get a kicker in the portal. Now he's Buddy, a walk-on. It, but, guaranteed success for that kid. ETSU. But, but the, for Metsu, yeah, man. Johnson City. <laughs> oh, buddy. Stand up. Hey, I can't but, wait to interview that kid. Yeah, that, y'all got – you've been to the same haunts, I'm sure, we, 30 we, years later. We probably hung out the same bars. Yeah. Get a, yeah, without question. But maybe had the same teachers. Um, but like that, that could end up being a very big deal. Like if if it because I love what it, the message it sends is that to me I lo- I saw that and I'm like you know what yeah you you put all your chips in this middle here man your kicking situation was not good enough this past year yeah. it just wasn't not for an elite football team that's trying to win games you lost the game this year because you couldn't trust your kicker to make a 37-yard field goal. Um, and so moving forward, whether Fitzgerald wins the job, he's going to have real competition, and, and he's going to have real pressure, real practice pressure to win that job, which he didn't have last year. Because this kid's made like, I think he's made like 70 field goals in his career. Well, you can't, Yeah, you can't demand what they're demanding of all these players and then not make every – move yeah. you could possibly make to give them a chance to win these games. I thought Florida State's players, offensive, defensive, everybody in the team showed remarkable team teammateness, <laughs> restraint, uh supporting Ryan when he was having some tough times. Camaraderie. They, yeah, did, they, they did. Right? They, they did, were yeah. it was impressive. At some it was point teetering, that gets, oh. and, and and if you go into another year, yeah, yeah. it would be a problem. But I I'm not over a problem with two kickers. I don't have a problem with right. hey yeah, you're not. You missed the first one. Okay, we're gonna go with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Stop sucking. I've got <laughs> options. This is not. Yeah. This isn't going well. Uh, really quickly, let's rapid fire two of these. We have a lot of questions today. Is FSU pursuing any more high school recruits for February, or do you think they'll focus strictly on portal guys to finish out the 23 class? I think they're going to the portal. Me too. Uh, Christian writes, "How would you power rank all the Power Five college football teams in Florida going into next year?" Well, that well, this is easy. Florida State, Florida, Miami. Uh, Parker writes, uh, nobody disagrees with that, right? Is UCF in Could, the Power Five yet? No. Aren't they a Power Could, Five? Oh, is that uh, – am I missing that? I My, thought they were going to the Big Is it 12, next year? Maybe? Is it next year? I don't know if it's next year or not. Well, maybe Florida not. State's still better than them, and so is Florida. And so, yeah. No, what does it matter? I, I, I said it right. Okay. We have it. Don't worry about it. it. They might be better than Miami. Maybe. Middle Tennessee State was better than Miami down there. <laughs> so it's it's, 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 so it's truly, truly possible. Uh, Parker uh, wants to know, over, under, one and a half wide receivers transferring out in the spring. Well, this is something to keep an eye on. We said spring would be interesting. Running back wide receiver would be two spots that I would be keeping a close eye on to see if somebody coming out of spring realize they're further down the depth chart than they anticipated or hoped for and decide to walk. In the chat real quick, everybody's clarifying that, yes, 20. 20- 
2023, UCF is in the Big 12. Well, there's still – Well, fine. Then we'll go Florida State, Florida, UCF, Miami. There yeah, you go. UCF, Florida that. could be a toss-up. We'll I see. think Florida will be better than UCF, uh, but either way. But as far as yeah, I don't know about running back. Over. I think they're set at running back now. I mean, CJ Campbell, I guess yeah, the wide receiver was the question. Yeah, well, I know, but then Jeff said half. running back or wide receiver. Um, yeah, why? Well, I don't know if I'd uh, say under one and a half. I think there's probably I'll one. I don't know if there's two. There could be two. I'll bump it up. I go. I go over. I'm okay. going to go. I think over I'm leaning half. over as well. Seminole headlines ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. It's a new year, new you. So give yourself a fresh start with my bookie. Whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting, my bookie gives you the most for your money and their redesigned deposit bonus. That's right. Just use promo code Warchant on a deposit of fifty dollars or more to receive a cash bonus instantly to your MyBookie account. Using the bonus is simple. Bet your deposit amount just one time, and you're ready to cash out. No strings attached with MyBookie. Bet on the NFL, UFC, or play for a share of big cash prizes for the weekly online blackjack tournaments. So many brands to choose from. You need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie. Boom! We just That was well done, by the way. Thank you. That was a 100% domination. Corey, we, like we, just, right there. we just lost Corey, apparently, which is fine. I mean, I don't think anybody's complaining. Uh, he just dropped that. Just a sorry-ass internet connection connection for him. Maybe next week he'll be on the show. Maybe he'll be in the studio next week. Come on, Corey. Get it together, buddy. All right, well, we can still answer questions, Ira. Let's keep yep. at it. Uh, am I the only one, writes Willie, that's worried about the only position we're not kicking ass in the transfer portal at? Linebacker. Um, well, they, they, they're bringing in a kid and Blake Nicholson that they love and who has the body type to maybe compete right away. We'll see. Uh, I We talked about this once before, Ira. You and I did. I, I do think they could use another guy um, just because if the starters go down, we've seen that, that is, it's not great depth. 
not great depth there, not talented depth there. Right. We saw DJ Lundy step up and play a role. I mean, they've got they've got some guys. That, they got that guys. Brennan Gant has moved to that position. They, he actually had a surprisingly decent season. Yes. Right. And I think when you look at their priorities now in the portal, as they go into this next stage of the portal, because there will be some more activity. It's kind of shut down right now. Right. Not shut down. But they're trying to get a defensive end. Uh, that they, they may get a defensive end here in the next you know few days or so. So we'll see. They're trying to get a defensive end. Then they're going to obviously try to get a safety. Then I think linebackers probably next on the the on the list, um, and then we'll you know we'll see what they do. But they're they're not. I don't think linebackers are in an urgent need. But if you're going to be very good, then yeah, it's uh, they've got to get better. It would be tricky though because how does that mess with chemistry if you bring in a guy who's going to start from oh there's Corey Clark hey he's back can you hear me am I back I yeah. think so buddy we can hear you you're back. Uh, next question, Corey, Jeff, Ira, good day. While most Knowles fans are ready for a great 2023 season, I'm eager to know what FSU has to do in order for Corey to give us an hour number two and for Jeff to do a 180 on Jacksonville the way that he did with Orlando. Well, I guess I did do a 180 on Orlando. I mean, not, I, I'm not telling you I'm moving there tomorrow or anything like and that. But real quick. Uh, yeah, so, hold, on, hold on one second. So, yeah, on three, as we were just talking about defensive end, maybe getting hey, a commitment soon. we got something. Here we go. On three reported that uh, is Hayes Fossil from on three sports is uh, reporting that South Carolina defensive end transfer Gilbert Edmond, who visited last week, he has committed to Florida State. And uh, he's a 6'5", 250-pound defensive end from Fort Pierce. He has two more years of eligibility rem, uh, remaining. You guys are going to talk about that while I post a story that we have on, that needs to be posted on the site. It's only get after me, it, buddy. It's only going to take me uh, a hey, second. Let me, let me turn your mic off while you just yeah, type you away. get off the screen. Yeah, yeah and Corey, screen Corey and I will hold it down here. Uh, this is an interesting question from Ryan, and uh, it kind of makes me smile. I think it's funny, uh, but it's an easy answer for both of us, Corey. Uh, first of all, you didn't answer the other question. What would it take for you to do an hour number two? A playoff berth. Okay. Uh, well, no, I, I don't want to be that greedy. An ACC championship. Okay, you'll do it for an ACC. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think because it is. What if you What if you win the ACC at eleven and two, but you don't get in the playoff because you lost to LSU and then Clemson the first time or something? But you beat Clemson in the championship game. I'll take that. I'll take that's our number two worthy for sure. Okay, I like it. And I don't know what it would take for me to do a one eighty. Uh, for Jacksonville, the way that I did for Orlando. If somebody set me up with a nice beach condo in Ponte Vedra, yeah. I would certainly do the 180. Uh, that's more Ponte Vedra. Like, I also oh, don't think you did, like I said, I don't think you did a 180 in Orlando. Yeah. You did bet about a 90 yeah. to 100. You, you weren't full. You didn't completely turn around. I gave Orlando a that a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I did. I gave Orlando like a that a boy. cute for a fat girl or something. You, you were, you were yeah. kind of uh, patronizing was, in your appreciation for, for Orlando. It was aggressive. Or cute for a fat guy, I should say. It was aggressive. to be gender yeah. specific. Ryan writes, uh, what does it say about Mike Norvell that he couldn't get Jamie to stay? Nothing. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, it doesn't say anything. I mean, uh, Jamie needed to go. I hope Mike put his arm around him and told him to go to the NFL. It was yeah, and I think I think that's a tongue in cheek question. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but hey, speaking of the guy they just got, Gilbert Edmond, like he's not a guy. He's not Jared Verse. He's not going to come in and start right away necessarily. But that's a guy that's played a lot of football in the SEC. He's a defensive end. Uh, I think he had nine tackles for loss this past year. Um, that's a great question, old dad seventy seven. But no, I can't do it for basketball, especially not this particular basketball team. Uh, but that would be awesome if they got to 10 straight wins over Miami. That would be uh, incredible. Dude, the Platinum Bohica, I may do hour number two. You should do an hour number, do, like a I'll, real I'll, straight up I'll, hour yeah, number two. I'll do, I'll do that, yes. For the whole week. 
Yeah. Uh, but that that kid, that again, you're talking about depth, and you're talking about guys. No offense to Leonard Warner, but when you took Jared Verse off the field and replaced him with Leonard Warner, that's an enormous gap. Um, now you have a guy that closes that gap a little bit. It's not so precipitous a fall in talent level from one. That's the depth you need. That's ready-made SEC caliber depth all across your defensive line at every position. That's good to have. Eric writes a great question because I get to probe your brain, Corey, and I'm sure you have an opinion on this because I do as well. Eric writes, which is more mysterious, what happened to D. Cooper or what happened to D.B. Cooper? <laughs> so he's asking about Duke Cooper versus D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Now, listen, I I don't know if you do this, but in any of these grand mysteries, I don't care if it's Bigfoot or an actual heist like D.B. Cooper stealing money uh, you know, and then jumping out of a plane thousands of feet in the air and landing in the forest, Seattle, or outside of Seattle, yeah. I don't, whatever it is, I root for it to be true. And I root for the best-case scenario most of the time. Like, I want to believe that D.B. Cooper safely navigated those trees in that altitude right. in the it dead of night. by bear. Right. And that he landed, and he somehow kind of just jogged away with all of his cash and lived a life. Just was like at a cantina in Mexico loving life with millions of dollars. That he had. I want to believe it, but most assuredly that did not happen. He's dead. It didn't yeah. work out. It was tragic, I'm sure. As I far think as he Duke probably Cooper landed goes, on rocks yeah. and broke bones, <laughs> yeah, I think broke he, his legs, couldn't move, and then bears came up and ate him <laughs> as, he was as he was just laying there ready to die. Yeah. But maybe maybe he had grandkids, and they, they you know he had a great life and, and had uh, uh, generations of family came from him. And I don't think he killed anyone, right? He no, 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 no. He didn't. So, no, he, yeah, I, I kind of root that he survived too, but there's probably no doubt he did. Um so in that regard, Duke Cooper had a better year than D.B. Cooper did his last year on Earth, right? Like, Duke Cooper's still alive. Well, we think. We don't know. Theoretically, can get better. We don't know. D.B. may be chilling with his cash. Grandkids. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. He wouldn't still be alive, would he? I mean, they, they do a special once a year that draws me in somehow, and I'm caught. Oh, well, well, maybe Kim, that guy was D.B. Cooper. Kim and I just watched one the other day. You can't help yeah. yourself. You Like, there's a dude living in the hills of Washington somewhere. Like, he looks kind of... He, he, the way he answered that last question. And the way they presented every single guy oh, they show, you're like, oh, that's him. That's him. That son of a bitch has been living there all along. Yeah, I know. We'll see. He if, disappeared 51 years ago. Yeah. So there's a chance he could yeah, still be alive. For sure. Yeah. He's like 85 years old or something. Telling you, man, he's loving life somewhere. Yeah, That would be – well, I mean, I root for that. I always do. Uh, as far as Duke Cooper goes, I would like to believe he was hurt. I mean, yeah. I, I, I want to believe that he just was, was playing through injury and it seriously affected his overall play. Week to week because he fell off a cliff. Tell you what, man, the forced fumble makes up for a lot of it because that was a That's huge a play. play, dude. I mean, they, there was a good chance they don't win that football game if he doesn't force that fumble. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and, and he he if he doesn't get better, he will not see the field. That is in correct. Twenty twenty three. Brandon writes. I know the season is over, but is it, is it me or did we lose the opening coin toss ninety five percent of the time? Hopefully, our coin toss luck doesn't bleed over to our fourth down luck next season. What was the I, I it would, was high? I would say it was two. I think they were two and eleven. So I don't know the percentages. That's not ninety three percent, ninety five percent, but whatever is that eighty six percent? Two they 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 lost it. Or two out of thirteen. They lost they they lost it eleven of thirteen times. They lost the coin toss. I think. I mean, they it was it was incredible. Sean, Whether they're picking it or the other team's picking it. I'm pretty sure the other team was perfect in Doke. 
calling the coin. Whatever the methodology was, they need to do the opposite next year. Sean writes, what do you think, who do you think got the better NIL deal, Verse or Travis? Travis. Yes. Travis yeah. got the better NIL deal. And you know what's cool about it? Well, not cool, but something that I think is is part of the equation is Verse, Johnny Wilson, Trey Benson, Verse in particular, he's only a sophomore. So he can still go pro early next year. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's not like the, these guys have been in college for four years. I mean, I, I, I they're all still sophomores that still have the ability to go early next year as well. Ashley, and I, I assume they all will. Ashley writes, The Battle's End tweeted the news of their relationship with Daryl Jackson at 45 minutes to three. When can we expect this level of pettiness from the headliners? Oh, it's existed. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, we we can be petty about a lot of things. It's not always very specific, but it, we're petty. I mean, I'm still I tweeting. I did like the 45 to 3. Yeah, it was good. That's, that I'm was clever. I'm still tweeting about Jimbo. There was well, one today. Did you see the one from Brett McMurphy? I'm showing some restraint, though. Yeah, certain, you're trying not to bring it back up? McMurphy uh, tweeted that Jimbo's he's now the only coach to ever have three teams start a season in the top six, I think, six. nationally, and uh, finish unranked. It's happened three times now. He was the only wow. coach to have done it twice. Well, he's just broke his own record. And now nice. he just broke his own record. He's done it three times. He won't have to worry about it next year. Uh, <laughs> Bob writes, gentlemen, hope all is well with you and your families. Are you concerned that Coach Norvell is too offensive focused? I remember maybe incorrectly that Memphis would score in bunches, but his defense gave up a ton of points as well. Will Coach develop a quality defense? Bob, that's a good question, buddy. You don't always ask good questions, but that was a good one. Come on, well man. Said. That was not necessary. Well, well, I'm allowed. I mean, Bob can handle that kind of brutal honesty. Yeah, he can. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if it was necessary. We don't. Hey, Bob, he does not speak for us. Well, he speaks I, only for himself. We love Bob, you, Bob. Bob is going to admit that that's true. Well, we're not all so soft out here, guys. We can handle it. I'll be that. honest. I, I thought that question kind of sucked. No. Bob, I'll be honest. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead, no, boys. I, I, think, I made my comment about the question. There you go. Look, I, I don't think you could say a defense that held – I mean, I know they weren't playing the great shakes of the world, but they, they were giving up – what, they give up 16 points total in three straight weeks during the course yeah, of this That's what I'm saying. They definitely point. can dominate a, a bad – an offense that's so, not good. Quality. Yeah. Not dominant, but the, the wording was a quality defense. I thought – I think this year they were quality. Now, you can define your terms of what quality means, but I think top 25 in the country is a quality defense um, by any metric. And then – can he develop a dominant defense, I think, is the better question. And we do not know. Because, yeah, man, those Memphis games were a bunch of 46 to 44s. But in th those conferences, all the good athletes are on one side of the ball. That's why UCF, even when they were winning their fake national championship, couldn't stop anyone. They, they, all their great players were on one side of the ball. Well, most of them. Elise writes, based on last night's final college football ranking of 11th and being shown between 4 to 6 on the various way-too-early rankings for next season, what is the over-under for a national championship possibility next year? What is the over-under on JT for Heisman? Well, I, that's not quite worded right, Elise. I know I what you're asking. I don't know how you do an over-under. Yeah, you can't do it really under? an over-under over, over, uh, over on that. But I, I get what you're asking. What what? What are the what's the likelihood? What are the percent chances? I, I I don't know. How would you apply a percentage chance on that? I mean, I think you'd have to go game by game and give your percentage chance uh, that you think they win the individual game, and then project. I guess you think they would face in a playoff, 
and give your thoughts on that and then come up with an overall percentage. But uh, You know, what hurts them is, it, number one, man, if the if the 12-team playoff was starting next year, I would almost think they're a shoe-in if they stay healthy. Like, two lost Florida State would be one of the top 12 teams in the country, even if they lost twice. My, my concern with this season is the schedule is not very tough. And if you lose to LSU to start the year and Clemson doesn't end up being great, there's no way you can make yourself maybe appealing enough to be one of the top four teams in the country, even if you end up beating Clemson twice. Yeah, style uh, points will matter, right, Corey? Because what will happen is that let's say you lose a close game to LSU just like you won a close game against LSU yeah. this year. Now, you're right, LSU being in the West, they had ample opportunities to win meaningful games and elevate their yeah. stock. Florida State will not have those same opportunities. But if you beat the bejesus out of folks and you lost narrowly to a good LSU team, yeah. Then yeah, I mean you you got to manhandle some people. Like let's say you go to Wake Forest and win by twenty one. Uh, you go to Clemson and you win big. It's never in doubt. Uh, and then you know obviously at the end of the year you go to Florida and you win big there. You, I guess you'd have an opportunity certainly to present your case. But it is going to be difficult if they if they don't dominate and they do lose that first game. Uh, if there's anybody else that's in the conversation who's had a better schedule, and I would imagine frankly, that a lot of people will have a better schedule than Florida State just based on what we're looking at here. Well, and it's always, it's also, you know, call it bias or whatever, but Wake could be ranked 11th in the country. If you go up there and beat them, you're not going to get credit for it if Alabama goes and beats Tennessee. Like, it's just, it's not going to be thought of the same way. It's not going to matter as much. Even if Pitt's ranked 16th, Pitt being, beating a 14th ranked Pitt isn't nearly as big as beating ranked, like a 14th ranked Auburn in the people that vote on yeah, this stuff yeah. in their eyes. It just isn't. So that's so maybe Florida's pretty good. And if you go down there, you give yourself a chance. If you beat Clemson twice in Florida and lose narrowly to LSU or beat LSU, lose narrowly to Florida, but beat Clemson, whatever it is, there's a chance. It's just it's tough when you don't get those kind of marquee matchups uh, to, to impress. Like you almost have to be perfect in the ACC to get one of those four spots. Butch wants to know, Hello, gents. Taking into account Coach Ham's success on the court and off the court with the program, do you think he's earned naming rights to either the TLCWC or the court at the TLCWC? Curious to get your thoughts. There have been a lot of people throwing that out there the last year or so. I don't. I yes. don't know. I mean, I yes. could for the court, absolutely. I, no, he's yeah. the, he's I don't the, think. Yeah, I don't think you're going to name it the Hamilton Center. Although, who was Tucker? Who was Tucker? I've looked him up. You've, he was a. He was a you've a, gone down this road before, Corey. Don't go down this road again. He was just a state representative, right? He was a Gator, wasn't he? I believe that. So here's the deal. I think Corey may have written that. He was a supporter of Florida State. I think he did attend Florida. Did Corey but he besmirch? Also, yes. And uh, he... <laughs> And he, you know how quickly I went, yes, because uh, yeah. he's had to cover this yes. mess. Well, yeah. So anyway, he he did a lot to help Florida State get that that building. And They're Corey not gonna, just I think sideswiped he, him in an article. Let's answer the question. Uh, yes, Hamilton. That I think we're we're all on board with the the court naming. We'll see if that happens. It would be cool if they did it. You know, next season is a good season, and then they could do it at that point. I do just, you think he will <laughs> announce his retirement before a season or after the season? Knowing him, I would say after. I, Which is, yeah. I don't like that. I wish he would do it before and get his like, you know, his just his desserts, just do, his yeah, flowers, the celebration, um, the waves. Well, and also the name gifts. the court after him while he's still coaching. I think that would be a cool thing to do. No, they did it with Shashevsky. Now I know Shashevsky won a few more games, to say. And a few more trophies, <laughs> but still. I'm just sad I don't get to make fun of Roy out there, Roy anymore. Just to watch him losing games against teams that he has far. 
more talent than Corey out there. Hubert hasn't been doing great either the first half of this no, season. He's that got is, to get it together. That is true. And I, by the way, I one note here quick. I just want an opinion from both of you because I don't know if you share my sentiment. Uh, but Corey, I know you watch a lot. Ira, I know you do too. I'm bitterly disappointed in the product of college basketball. It's yeah. it's hard to watch, guys. It's kind of, what, it's, it's not very good. What's weird though is that college football kind of had a renaissance. Had this a great year. year. In college basketball, there's Ooh. been other years where it's been better. It's, so maybe it's, it's a, just a cyclical thing. I'm hoping because it's damn I think, sorry. I honestly think the officiating has made it, it – more than anything, the officiating is what kills the sport. I got so mad. It's not good. Ira told me to shut up because it happened – it was it was a charge that was called on Georgia Tech, and Darren Green slid under a guy on a 2-1. and one. It was a horrible call. They called a charge because they always do. Yes, they and do. And it's what's ruining the sport. You have a two-on-one fast break. A kid slides into a guy in the air. They call it on the kid in the air, and you've taken two points away, and they do it all the time. You're allowed to clutch and grab. You, you, the charge has ruined college basketball. Yeah, I'm not a big not fan ruined of the, it. I still watch it. Yeah, it's not. It's I'm not a big fan of the way that they implement that rule. And I also just it feels like to me, and I, this is just anecdotal, but I need to go look. Nobody can shoot. I watch college basketball like games. Old man on a hill. Well, no, I'm saying I watch college basketball games 58 to 49 or 64 yeah. to 57. I'm, what happened to the mid-range jumper? Well, that, yeah. I, I don't even care. No, no, I get analytics, and I understand why you choose to shoot. shoot, shoot yeah, shoot. That that phrase <laughs> is kicking my ass. It happened. <laughs> to Dun- shoot dunks certain and layups. shots. Dunks and uh, three-pointers. Yeah, yeah, I get all that. I understand it. I'm with the times. I just People can't shoot. Wide open looks. Like, damn it, this is awful. You've been watching a team that has uh, – Maybe Florida State is <laughs> no. Solid your view. I, I, I the, actually think it's I've itself. watched so much NBA this year, and it, they're having a renaissance as well. There's so many good players in the NBA right now. Every, Every night, night there's is somebody a, scoring 55. It's Every crazy. It's so fun to watch 50. right now. Some of the headlines. 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV continues in a moment. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. A few questions to get to. Ambassador to Florida writes, next season, what's more likely to cost us a big game? Is it roster talent or play calling? Uh, I would say roster talent in all likelihood would be the one that costs you a big game. You concur with that? I would. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, if he lose to somebody, I think it's probably going to be because of that. We'll see. You know, I mean, Clemson's going to be a coin toss. I think um, there's yeah, they're not know, devoid of talent. Yeah, that's not going to be like an easy win. And there's probably a couple other games that will be pretty coin tossy kind of games. Isn't it crazy though? You kind of go into next season thinking you got at least eight wins. Oh yeah, like, oh. you have to lose every maybe. Yeah, I mean, but like yes, you start the season with eight and you go from there. Like LSU, I think's a coin toss. Clemson's a coin toss. Maybe at Florida, depending we'll see on what, what Florida they look like is. next we, year. It'll be, it'll be, it's in the swamp, yeah. but it may be at Pitt or another ACC game. But all the other ones, you feel like, I, man, you 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 just have gotten this roster to a point, mainly through South Carolina, but you've gotten this roster <laughs> to a point where uh, 
where you you feel really good going into every game. <laughs> South Carolina people are going to be like, what, what, what did we do to you all? What is this? I was going to say, what does it go back? What does it stem from? Yeah. Like, Norvell is just attacking <laughs> that guy. If it predates him because I think he wasn't there with Jamie Robinson and – uh, Beamer, when he came, I don't think. Well, uh, yeah, but he was taking over. He was taking uh, over. Jamie yeah. and Keir Thomas were like, "I'm Peace, not playing I'm out. this guy." Yeah, uh, that's five, right? That's five guys they've gotten. Yeah, from South Carolina, they've, they've all been very productive players too. Yeah. Shadrach yeah. writes: Does the War Chant staff have a bottle of Lagavulin provided by Jeff? They take a shot from every time FSU gets or retains another player from the transfer portal. This has the makings of a wonderful marketing opportunity. It's smooth like Jordan against Miami. Yeah, you don't you don't shoot Lagavulin. Mm. You uh you sip Lagavulin. You sip uh, Lagavulin. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's that's one you do, you want to savor, right? Yeah. That's one of the good ones. Well, it's it's a it's a single malt scotch and you're going to want to savor almost any of those. So, mm. you're not yeah, you're not shooting this. This isn't we're like fireball. We're not, we're not doing kamikaze Yeah, shots. we're not. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. I, sometimes I do savor my fireball. Yeah, you do? I like to yeah, sip my you swish it around yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like when you, you leave the it. gas station, you're like, okay, right. yeah. yeah, here we go. Uh, next question. Whenever Coach – oh, already answered it. Sorry, my bad. Oh, no, no. This is a question about wanting to – who would replace Coach Ham? And this person is saying they would like Dennis Gates. Well, good luck. That's yeah. going to be a challenge. That's, That's going to be a – sailed. Yeah. Mixed metaphors. Man, that's a shame, though, that it has, I think um, – well, you could still you could still uh, delve into his coaching staff. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, there's some candidates internally. Uh, I've never hid the fact that I like uh, Charlton Young a lot. Cy, who's with Dennis Gates at Missouri. Well, that's why I said you could rate his staff. Yeah, he's done a tremendous job in recruiting, but also uh, I think he's a just a guy that gets players to play hard and does a really good job. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be some people who. Um, have other ideas, but not, the, the one thing that will be interesting, I think, about that position when it becomes available is Michael Alford seems to be a guy who's going to want to make a splash. You know, he's not a uh, shrinking violet. You know, he's going to want Florida State to have a big name. Um, so I think that's going to play into it as well. You know, I don't Who think it's South be- Carolina's head coach. <laughs> there you go. Somebody <laughs> off Beamer staff. Maybe go get Dawn Staley. She's the coach of the women's team, and they're awesome. Todd writes, I have a suggestion for the trio of love to pontificate upon. How about we do away with the communist eastern time zone so sports are played at decent times like the good Lord intended? They were last night. We had it that? happen. How about that? 7.30 p.m. I was thinking about that, that in general. Football's kind of, you know, the Super Bowl's not late. Football's kind of got to figure it out. They Baseball are, and the NBA are just like, screw you. We don't care if anybody watches. Nine this thing start. I'm like, I'm going to bed. My wife laughs at me because at 9.30, I always do the thing where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this in the back. Mm. She's like, bitch, you ain't <laughs> going to be sound asleep seconds. in seven seconds. She laughs at me. And I'm like, oh, well, no, it's more comfortable back then. I like, like the yeah. idea of Christy sitting there in the living room going, bitch, yeah. She's <laughs> she going to sleep. <laughs> she, 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 that's the look she gives me. She doesn't like, talk the way I talk. So she, <laughs> it's like she works in a school. Yeah, she looks at me and just rolls her eyes. And then I'm like, I can feel your judgment, but I'm going to the back. That's how this, you can either come with me or not, but I'm going to the back. This is how this works. Uh, but last night, I was up and at him just to watch 38 to 7 by halftime. And I was so angry because after the second drive, it was very apparent TCU was about to get blown out. Even at 10 to 7, it, it was w- apparent that TCU was about to get blown the hell out. I think it was around 41 to 7, somewhere in there where I started to root for more points. And like when it was 65, I'm like, yes, let's 72. Get 72. Se- Can well, we get 72? I'm Do I like- hear 68? Do I hear 68? Can we get 72? Yeah. It's like an option. I had a buddy that had the over. 
and yeah, he was yeah. starting to sweat. Well, he's they, like, yeah. can TCU provide any help here? Somebody yeah. team, but somebody Georgia covered the over by itself. <laughs> I uh, I never saw anything after the, uh, the the first points of the second half. Oh, I saw it all. I saw the first points of the second half. I went, well, this is stupid. What am I doing? Why? <laughs> For what? I'll go watch a movie. I don't need to do this. This is over. At the uh, at the watch party I was at last night, they would give Jello shots for every time Georgia scored. Oh no, man! People staggered out of that like, sucker. I mean, it looked like a school cafeteria when it was over. It was just Jello shot containers everywhere, like just spread all over the over, Ira, all over the basement. Did you get an opportunity to savor some Don Julio? I, well, <laughs> I did not. I just like the idea that Corey, who's almost as old as us, Jeff, is going to parties with Jello shots. But uh, I don't do Jello. I don't partake in Jello uh, yeah, shots. Yeah, sure. I'm just. Sure. I don't. I don't. I don't even know how you're supposed to. Are you supposed to eat them? I don't even know how you're supposed to. Yeah. Take you, them. What? What kind of question? You, know, you yeah. snort them, Corey. Make sure you <laughs> snort it. You eject them. You, you eject them. Or do you chew it? You like, shoot them into your veins. Uh, so I was just. You put my the needle water, into the Jello. Say goodbye, Corey. Peace. There it is. Bye, Ira. Talk to you guys next time. Peace, everybody. Thank you so much. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.